Stay tuned for today's antidote brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's antidote features a healthy dose of thought-provoking insights and information for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and nonprofit professionals. Each day since March of 2020, this program has offered that one thing to help you continue on your own unique pathway to success. And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Do, 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 do. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you're watching or listening to the podcast, Tom did not get the right transition. So my do, 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 do got da, 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 da. Yeah, I was sleeping at the wheel. Sorry. Well, it's funny you say that, Tom, sleeping at the wheel, because this afternoon is one of the worst days to be driving for the whole year. You know why? I do not know why. Because daylight savings time ended yesterday. And so this is the first day that we will be driving in rush hour with the light at a different place. So the people that are used to the light in their windshields heading west as they drive home, it's going to be a whole different crowd that gets that experience. It'll be a crowd an hour earlier. And this is a great day. If you want to be in a car crash, this is a great day to go out and drive between about 3.30 and 6.30 p.m. in any time zone. Interesting. I'm not sure how many people want to be in a car crash. Just, you know, I try I try to serve, Tom. That's useful information. I thought you'd enjoy that. Yes. All right, everyone. Well, welcome to today's Antidote, our daily broadcast and podcast, uh, where we try to have, not try, we have a conversation around a topic, and then we provide our one thing, the one thing that we think might, in our mind, be helpful as you try to work through or navigate some of the challenges that are faced with whatever the topic that it is. And we hope that if you have thoughts and ideas about this and you are watching the broadcast on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, that you will offer your comments because we know how valuable that can be to enhance not only the show, it might also be there for someone else who is looking for just that piece of information that you that you alone have. So please feel free to share that. And at the end, if you have your one thing, please offer that as well because we know that will help others. If you are listening to this, listening to our podcast, we'd love for you to rate the show so that more people can start to hear our message and then maybe share what their one thing is as well. Is there any special way we should we would like to have them rate us, Bob? Yes, I want. I was waiting for you to ask me. I would love a five star review. Sorry, I was looking at my dictionary in preparation for our discussion. And you podcast people, I just showed Tom a paper dictionary. Correct. He's not searching the internet. He's just pulling up his eight thousand page dictionary. So. So with that, uh, why don't we move right on to our first thing that we do every day on this show is we do our celebrations. So what are you celebrating today, Bob? I am celebrating the people that push us to get better at what we do professionally. Over the weekend, I was dealing with two different situations. And in both cases, there was a person who was prodding me to go forward, to do something beyond what I would normally do. And the result was better than to be expected. I actually, uh, Saturday in the course of about three and a half hours, built a whole website. 
Nice. I've built websites before, but never that quickly and that easily. And it was just one of those things. And so being prodded, like, what would this look like? And also knowing that other people were working as well. You know, you were working over the weekend and I was taking, as I was working for a couple hours, watching football games and building website, I was thinking of you out on the uh, lacrosse field, running up and down and up and down and up and down. What, 50,000 steps Saturday and 40,000 yesterday? Yeah, just a few steps I got in over the weekend. Yeah. Yes. So I, I think that inspired me to not just sit and watch a football game, but to actually do something productive to help my business grow. So what are you celebrating, Tom, besides the fact that you were alive after walking 90,000 steps over two days? Well, one thing I'm celebrating is I was able to walk down the stairs to get to my office to do the show. So that was, I didn't you have to. You just can't get back up, right? I might not be able to get back up. <laughs> now, what I'm celebrating is um, I'm celebrating our discussions. That's what I'm celebrating today. Because our discussions over the last year and a half have led to solidify some things in my mind about what's real for me. And I was able to use that this weekend to help someone who I think was in a very stressful moment. So I'll go, I'll try to tell the story briefly, although most people know that I don't tell stories very briefly. So <laughs> bear with me here for a second. So Saturday morning, we're, on a, we're at a facility that is mostly grass fields. And now, Tom officiates women's and girls lacrosse. And there was a big tournament Saturday and Sunday. Just Correct. trying yes. to give people that context. I, I appreciate that. I leave that out sometimes, try to find some brevity and not always yeah. happens. So, of course, Friday night in Maryland, it was like below freezing, I think. So when we got up and got to the fields, and of course, we hadn't had daylight savings time. So at 8 a.m. on Saturday, every field was covered with frost. And the facility, and because I do the assigning, the officials, I know some of the people who are and I interact with like the heads of the facility and the tournament directors. So the facility manager was dealing with angry parents, players, people who were like, why can't we get on the field? So you've got that side of it who are angry. About because it. of the delay from the weather. Because of the frost, right. Because the frost on the ground wouldn't allow the play. And she was also dealing with her supervisor who was laying down here are the guidelines of when we can use these fields and I think she was frustrated and I, and she was just sort of sharing that and I said well you know just remember you can't control the weather you know there are certain things that we have control over and others that we can't we can't control and so you know while I understand this is an unbelievably stressful for situation for you just remember that that is out of your control all you can do is what you can do Someone else is making the decision on when people get on the field. The weather was guiding the decision that someone was going to make. You can't really control the fact that people are upset because things were changed. All you can do is control how you will react to it. And she actually turned and said, thank you. That I really needed to hear that. I didn't, you know, I wasn't thinking about that, but that puts it in a different perspective and allows me to feel more comfortable with where I'm at. So, you know, it's one of those things where you get, uh, I shared something that I believe in, something that is real for me, and someone else found value in it. And I think, you know, to get that feedback that that was really helpful for her was 
in the midst of chaos, a great thing. Cause I also knew that that was creating chaos for me because I had officials who had to leave at a certain time. And we were now going to be short officials as we worked through this because of pushing everything back and out. So that's my celebration is that sometimes we share the value that we have. And I've been able to clarify that based on these conversations and someone else found value in it. That's my celebration. Wow. It's been an honor to be a part of that. Truly. Absolutely has. So I what are your celebration? Yes. So, and the world celebrates today, or at least our the nation, nation, it's national parents as teachers day. Wow. So parents teach their children many, 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 many lessons. Some intended and some unintended. I would say as I get older, I've come to realize that some of the lessons I took most from my parents might not have been what they were trying to teach, but still parents play a real formative role in how most of us develop. And I would say also having dealt with entrepreneurs, dealt with business leaders, the parents who are in the business field often teach their children how to be entrepreneurs, how to look at business just by the way they engage in their own life. Uh, I know someone whose father ran a um, convenience store. And she learned that, you know, Friday night and Saturday night was work time because they were going to be busy because they were near, you know, some bars and restaurants and her father would have her working with them. And so her weekends, she got used to that. And when she took a job at a bar, she didn't have a problem working weekends because like, I've been doing this for years. And I think we learned some of those subtle lessons. And as I talk about in my book, The Renegade Way. Nice play. I even posted, put it up this time. As I talk in that book, some of our parents also don't teach us the entrepreneurial lessons. They teach us other things. You know, in the world I grew up in, you were going to go to college and you were going to have a nine to five job. That was the, that was the model my parents formed for me. And breaking myself from that has taken a lot of careful work and analysis. Not that it was wrong or bad. I'm thankful. My parents paid for my undergraduate degree. I That's a huge gift. But parents teach us a lot of different things. And I think it's great that we have a day to really talk about that. And to the parents out there, I will tell you, I don't have children. I have lots of nieces and nephews. Um, parents do a lot of teaching when they don't realize they're teaching. Kids model their behavior. I've been around a lot of kids. Like when I was teaching college, you could pretty much peg the parent to the, to the student if you interacted with them for more than about 90 seconds because they had the mannerisms, they had the approach to life. There are a lot of lessons communicated from parent to child. And not all of them are positive. Right. I mean, I think I, you know, sadly get to see that on a regular basis out on the lacrosse field. Well, there are parents <laughs> on the sidelines who- I bet you do. Who the, the way that they are acting is not something that they would want their child to do. It's funny, you know, they always record the games. People, somebody's always videotaping the games. I'd like someone someday to record the parents on the sidelines <laughs> or even the coaches sometimes and have them go back and watch that and say, is this really the behavior that I want to represent to others and to my kid? You know, that I'm the one on the sideline yelling at everybody 
And maybe they would say, yes, that is. Okay, that's great. That's uh, just one thing that you can pretty much assure that you are teaching your child. Either that's a way they want to, they're going to behave or they're so appalled by it that they are going to completely act a completely different way. And to turn it to business, it's the same thing in parent sure. or in, in business. If you're a leader and you're 10 minutes late for every meeting, your employees start coming 10 minutes late. If you don't stay till the end of the day, your employees start to, you know, if you don't meet your commitments, if you yell at your employees when a mistake is made, you set a tone sure. for that organization. And in that role, I would argue that that's really being the parent in that role, too, because the person who's leading is modeling the behavior they want or often. And I've done it not modeling the behavior they want. Sure. I say as I do, not things. as or do as I say, not as I do. Right. Sometimes that happens. Yes. So, so let's turn around to feedback, Tom. This is a great topic. You and I had a little preliminary discussion earlier, which we usually don't do. Uh-huh. And I was befuddled by that. Yes, befuddled. And I'm nice. hoping by the end of this that I will only be fuddled, not befuddled. Do you want me to look up and see if fuddled's a word? I don't know. Why don't we do that? That would be interesting. It would be good feedback for you. To understand right now, um, whether you're making up words or not. Uh, fuddy, fuddle. To make drunk, to make confused. From, uh, wow. Okay. So it is a word, is what you're saying. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. It's good feedback to have. You got some further clarity around that. So as you think about feedback, Bob, how do you want to start this off? We're talking about when it's real, which is yeah. is an interesting um, subtitle um, and a conversation around feedback. But well, I'd love to hear your thoughts about that. I'm going to start with the definition of feedback because oh, I boy. think that's where we need to begin. Now, this so is the- like a real show where they would actually say, here's something that's not just our two cents on it. Right. The transmission of evaluative or corrective information to the original or controlling source by an action, event, or process. Okay. okay. Or it's also the noun would be the information that's being transmitted. Okay. So to me, the interesting words in that description are evaluative, meaning someone's making a judgment. Sure. And corrective, someone says it wasn't done correctly. Right. It was incorrect. If you're if you're telling me to correct something, you're you're saying it's incorrect the way I did it. And I said to you right before we started the show, I'm not sure feedback's the right word for us. I think there's a different word that we could use that gets more at what we're looking at, because to me, feedback is real only if you give me feedback and I accept it and internalize it, think through it, analyze it decide whether it's going to help or hinder me. If you say to me, Bob, I really hate the way you went to the dictionary and did the dictionary definition, and I never, whatever, Tom, get get out of here. I did it, get over it. That's not really providing feedback because I haven't received it, right? Well, you received it. You just haven't incorporated it or you don't, you don't believe. Well, I dismissed it, it right? 
Well, you know, it's interesting. I don't know. Do you ever really forget that? When people have given you feedback that you don't necessarily agree with or you don't feel like that's something that you want to incorporate into whatever it was that you were doing, it still has an impact because you've heard it. Like, it's not like you've never heard it before. So if someone else said that to you, is like one of your nieces or nephews who I know love to give you a hard time said, Uncle Bob, I can't believe that you on the show went to a dictionary. You really shouldn't do that. That's showing how old you are. You'd be like, huh, someone else said that to me. Is that correct? Yes. But what, would... what about the, let me give you another case. Okay. So I used to teach at a university yeah. and I taught largely engineering students. And those students had no appreciation for communication skills, people interaction skills, because they were doing, they're brilliant. Don't get me wrong. They're the most brilliant people in the room were those students, but they were not able to sell their product. They were not able to have a networking discussion very easily. And the feedback I got about my course every by a third of the students every semester was total waste of time, no value here. I should have been spending more time on my engineering. I can't believe this is a mandatory course. That was their feedback at that moment. Many of those same students would come back a year or two later and go, hey, um, professor, I, you taught us how to do a resume. Can you help me with my resume now? I'm like, oh, wow, I thought you didn't really see value in my class. Well, I'm starting to see that it was valuable. And I think that's part of the issue with feedback. It's a snapshot, right? Just like results. Sure. Right. And, and, and also any kind of our knowledge, experience, perspective. It's all snapshot. Your knowledge, experience, and perspective was changed at 8.03 today when I said, hey, this is a bad afternoon to go out and drive your car. Yes. You didn't know that. Now, you can you can incorporate that into your life or you can say, you know what? I'm a really good driver. I'm not going that far. I'm going to the grocery store. It's 430. Or you may even forget what I said, which happens with feedback. I mean, I've had times where someone's like, I've told you this five times. The other thing I think that comes into play here is when we're ready to receive it. I think that's a big part of feedback in terms of how do we get it in a way that it's useful to us in that moment? There are times that you've said things to me. You probably said some things to me probably 10, 12 times. And the 13th time I go, oh, wow, Tom, man, thank you. That's really helpful. And you're like, I've said this to you so many times. When are you going to get it through your head? But that's the timing it takes, right? Well, sure, because everyone, because we're all unique, right? And we're all going to... You know, you can hear something once and it only has a small impact on you. You could hear it again or you, it could come back to you in the future and be like, huh, so that's what it was talking about. So, I mean, I think feedback is one way to share information about what's real for each of us. Doesn't mean that it, what I mean, what I also know is that the person who receives the feedback also has a very different knowledge, experience, and perspective. And so they they get to then choose how do they want to receive that. They can't, they don't control receiving it unless they have a conversation ahead of time with someone who is going to give them feedback and say, yes, I'd really like to, you know, after you 
watch me do this presentation after you watch me do a sales call, listen to me do a sales call. I'd love to get your thoughts and your feedback. So now you have an opportunity to, you're asking someone to share that with you. We don't always, we always, a lot of times get feedback that we are not necessarily expecting and, or in the way that it is given. You know, I think those are some of the biggest challenges for leaders is understanding how each of your team members, employees, staff want to receive feedback and when they want to receive it and how, you know, some people say, well, be direct. I want to hear, you know, I've had people say, I want to hear everything. You know, I'm new. I'm trying to really learn. Give it to me straight. And yet they won't always be in a position to receive it straight. You, we never know. You know, one of the things we don't always know is what is real for the person. They could be dealing with something significant in their life that they just don't choose to share. And they will likely not hear the feedback that we are given because their, their mind is consumed with 15 other things that at the moment are way more important than someone else's thoughts about something that at the moment isn't relevant to where they're at. And I think that's, you know, I told you a little bit about this. I had this crazy parent, not crazy, just a parent who wanted to tell me, wanted to give me feedback on one of our officials. And it really didn't matter what I said. She was not going to listen. It was going to have no relevance. You know, yeah, she could give me feedback. Well, I was going to provide her with some feedback on her response. It had no influence because she knew that the only thing she wanted to do was give feedback. Didn't want to necessarily hear what I had to say or what my thoughts were. She just wanted someone to complain to. And, I, you know, I'm still not clear on what she wanted done. The fact that the game was over and... So, okay, great. I got your feedback. What, what's going to make the situation better? And I think that's often the time with our employees. Like we give feedback. Do we know whether it impacts them or not? Not necessarily. Do we know how they receive it? Not necessarily. So, and especially if they haven't asked for it. You know, a lot of people don't want, I mean, I'll give you a great example. One of the first times I learned about this is my wife and I were playing golf. And she was fairly new. And I thought it would be helpful for me to share some tips. She was not ready to receive that, which was great. And I never asked if she wanted my feedback. So that was really helpful to me. It's like, you know what? Sometimes people don't want feedback. They want to just do, especially if it is, if I'm not her, their supervisor and not saying this is the way we need it done for these reasons, we need you to show up on time because we have to open the store because people are ready to come in and buy at this time. And if you don't show up, we can't sell anything, which means we're gonna have a hard time paying you. So that's, you know, there, there's that piece of the feedback and so that people better understand why. And- Tom, we have this comment in from your wife. Oh boy. Oh snap. <laughs> it was a really good, it was, you know, it was again, one of those things. And I've talked about I talked about uh, the employee that I, that one of the times I really identified this was, you know, I couldn't understand why they weren't grab, grasping a concept. And they provided me with great feedback to say that I learned differently and that, that the way that you have been doing it has not been helpful for me. 
It was great feedback for me to hear. Now, some people could have said, I don't care. This is the way I provide it. This is the way we're going to teach it. You've got to learn to do it this way. I feel like it was a it was feedback that was really helpful for me. It had a huge impact on how I see how I share things with people. And I think them understanding that they're in, we're all in different places. So I don't know. I, I think that feedback is just something we can't control unless we ask for it. Can, can we agree that feedback is a transmission between two people of information, evaluative and corrective to use the dictionary. And so if it's a transmission, that means the sender and the recipient have to be aligned. They have, I, I can't send you a message if you're not there to receive it. I can call you all day long. Tom, you don't answer your phone. I'm not able to tell you, Tom, we can't do the show tomorrow. But if you pick up that call, now I can tell you my information. And what I get to is my one thing today would be that you need to make sure that it's a transmission that both parties are involved in. So asking the question, hey, would you like some feedback? Then it becomes real. Otherwise, you may be, you may have perfectly great suggestions, ideas, thoughts, but the person's not in a place where they're going to be able to manage it best. And therefore, it may not be a full transmission and it may be received poorly. You know, once you ask a person, can I give you feedback? And they say, yes, you've got a free pass. <laughs> They've opened the door. Sure. And, you know, I think there's some responsibility on the person giving feedback to not overwhelm. Huge. You know, yeah, you want me to give you feedback? You know, I had someone give me feedback. They listed like 15 things that I could have done differently. And, uh, and it immediately led to overwhelm. Like, well, I don't even know where to begin to start. I must be horrible. Right. You know, it turns Now you're stuck. Me. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, one of the, so I think one of the things about our conversation today is the difference maybe between effective feedback and ineffective feedback, or, you know, that not impactful is maybe the uh, a different phrase. Because I think about it as we can't control if I choose to give you feedback, you can't control that, correct? I can walk away. You could I can walk go, away. No, 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 no. You, right? Correct. And then you would not be, you would not be receiving it. But, right. me, me, and that's what I'm saying. And many times we do that. We don't say, no, 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 and cover our ears, but we dismiss it. Oh, he doesn't know. He's never done what I've done. I was talking to someone yesterday and they said, you've never done what I've done. So how can you know? Okay. There's a point to that at a certain level, but every business goes through this same thing. Your business is not the only business dealing with marketing or sales or software. That's pretty common. So while your experience may seem unique to you because it's all you know, I've dealt with a lot of businesses and they've dealt with that situation. And, and therefore, yeah. I know I know how they've dealt with it and I'd like to share that with you, right? Doesn't necessarily mean that that's what's real for them. You Again, and I think this is one of the things that it can be, you know, it's funny. One of the words I, you know, I was, I'm not going to go down that road. One of the things I think is that sometimes we believe that we have all the information. 
to make to provide feedback. I, I would argue that we never have all the information because what that person did who was sharing their business is unique because they are unique. And so while you might have some feedback that may be helpful based on what others have done, they may not have the same resources. And so right. in reality, that feedback, is, he, that person is in one way correct. You don't know every little bit of what they've done. You haven't looked, you haven't analyzed whatever marketing they've done and been there when they did it to know why they did it and what they took away from it. I mean, there's so many things about each of us, each business, you know, I think that's one of the reasons that you and I like to do a lot of our work by asking questions is so we mm -hmm. can better understand and not just necessarily say, this is what's right for you. Right. Say, this is what I've experienced. This is based on my knowledge, experience and perspective. This is what I think you might want to think about. So I have some ideas in that regard and you are absolutely correct. I do not know everything about your business. I can know some things and there are some things that are common and yet they are all different and unique. So I think it's fair to say that you don't have all of the information to make those decisions. You can be helpful. You oh, can yeah. oh, absolutely. And, I, and just so we're all clear, I don't have all the answers. You don't? No, I do not. I'm Wait gonna... a minute. You told me when we started this show 444 episodes ago, that you would have all the answers and I just had to ask all the questions. Wasn't that our agreement? <laughs> Someone's going to believe that. <laughs> so, so Tom, what was your one thing? I didn't get it in a clear form that I can walk away from this and know that you gave it. So I, I think that all feedback is real. Okay. I think that everyone has their own knowledge, experience, and perspective. The parent that I was dealing with was coming to this from where was real for her. She mm -hmm. was watching and experiencing this and was sharing with me what she experienced. Doesn't mean that it's the only perspective. Doesn't mean that she had all the knowledge that she needed. She might have, I, I don't know for certain. She clearly told me she was a division one player, which, okay. So she has some understanding. And yet at the same time, just because you're a player doesn't mean you know the rules and how they're right. and college and high school are different. So I think it's the same with everything else is that when we get feedback, it's what is real for that person. We also get to choose how does that feedback impact us and impact what's real for us. You know, I could walk away from that and said, you know what, she made some really good points and I need to think about that. For me, it just impacted some other things that helped me better understand What's real for me doesn't mean that what she was saying was correct. As you know, I would, I don't like using that R word. It was just what was real for her. And I, and I, every time I start to get frustrated with that, I try to go back, put myself in their shoes and understand, okay, what, why are they feeling what they're feeling? Doesn't mean that they had a huge impact. So I believe that all feedback is real because that's okay. what someone is feeling in the moment feeling and they feel strongly enough about it that they want to share it. Okay. And I can't control that. I like that. that. I like that. It, yes. I, I think I might have a good title for this going forward. 
You might have to shift the word feedback to something different. Oh, you're going to keep everybody in the dark? I am. Okay. Because we need to talk through it. But it, uh, something something hit me. Interesting. So you took in all this feedback on your original thought, and now it's had an impact on you? And I put away my dictionary. You didn't have to do that. <laughs> I like that you pulled out the dictionary. It gives me very fond memories of when I was a kid. And I didn't know a word, and my mom would say, go look it up. And we had the Dictionary of Dictionaries. It stood on like a... Oh, uh, you had the OED, the Oxford English Dictionary, the really big one? It had to be that. That's the, Ox that's the Oxford English Dictionary. And it sat if, on... If like someone a, has an Oxford English Dictionary that they want to get rid of, let me know. I would love to get my hands on it. My parents may still have it. I'll have to check and see. It is sit so on cool. a platform at our at our house. I'm like a not a pedestal, but like a speaker's. Yeah, a pet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they would, and it had old pages that were really thin. And oh, I love your parents more now than ever. My and mom. Their parents. It's Teacher Day, right? Your parents taught you to look up the word, Correct. as did mine, right? And when we were talking about this before the show, Tom, I'm going to look up the definition. Yes. So we wrapped this in a nice, neat little bow, Tom. Funny how we came full circle on that. Interesting. Anyhow, hopefully you found some value in all this conversation. If you have something you'd like to share as your one thing, please feel free to put it in the comments. You can also come to our Ring of Renegades Facebook group and share it there. If you are not yet a member, it's easy to do. Just go to Facebook, search for Ring of Renegades. And then all you have to do is ask to join because it is a private group. We want to create a space where we can have a conversation about feedback. And is it effective or ineffective? Or are you receiving value from it or not? Or how to maybe provide some feedback in a way that is going to be more receptive to others. Um, and that maybe it has more impact. So uh, you just have to ask us to join and tell us why you're a renegade. And then you can be a part of our growing community. So with that, we hope that you go out and make it a great day. And we will see you inside the Ring of Renegades Facebook group, or we'll see you tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Eastern time, for our next edition of today's antidote. Have a great day, everyone. Hey, embrace the renegading you, and be careful if you go out driving later. Correct. Take care. Well, what if it's a cloudy day? Then it doesn't impact it? We'll have to see. It's sunny where I am. Okay. We will see. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to today's antidote powered by the Renegade Success Network. The Renegade Success Network helps you confidently create your own unique pathway to success. To learn more about the Renegade Success Network and how you can take your next step, follow us on Twitter, connect on LinkedIn, or join the Ring of Renegades Facebook group. For full details on how you can join our community, Go to renegadesuccessnetwork.com. Embrace the renegade in you.